Namaste, everyone. I welcome you all to this Guru Bodha session number nine. We have with us Dr. M. B. Guru Rajasir uh, today, and he is our here my Ayurveda teacher when I was doing BAMS, and uh, his guidance has been phenomenal throughout my student life and also career. So uh, I, on behalf of all of you, uh, I welcome uh, Dr. M. B. Guru Rajasir to this function. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Janardhan. Uh, Dr. M. B. Guraj, sir, is an Ayurveda professor and also a practitioner with more than 20, 21 years of experience. He practices in Dhawala Pentacare Ayurveda Treatment Center, Plumoga, Karnataka, India. So, first question is related to Ramakrishna Paramahamsa. And it is a typical uh, Western problem. So, let me put forth the, uh, this one. So, I mean, for anybody who is not knowing, uh, he is... On, on the screen, the person you are seeing is Ramakrishna Paramahamsaji, one of the greatest philosopher and spiritual persons of modern Ayurveda. And the question is, what is the role of bhava or feelings in preparation of medicines? Suppose a, a, a physician is preparing his own medicine for his students. What is the role of feeling or positive vibe or positive feelings that he is going to act? Uh, this looks a little bit, you know, for Indian context, it doesn't look a, a, a proper question. But in uh, in countries like uh, Europe and US, where Ayurveda is uh, busting into the scene and getting popular day by day, this is a, a, a valid question. There, the the bhava or the feelings of the person who is manufacturing does it affect the action of the drug if the vaidya is motivated by profit rather than welfare of the patient? To give a little bit of context, uh, Sri Ramakrishna Paramahamsaji that I uh, told, uh, he was very particular about this, meaning that you know somebody comes with to him with the, the intention of uh, greed or negative feelings, he would sense that very quickly, and he was very particular about his diet. He was like probably one of the highest spiritual persons in the world, and he was very particular to cook his own foods. So he was saying that whoever cooks the foods or whoever prepares the medicine in our example, they will have their own feelings imbibed into the medicines. Of course, in today's scenario, when we are relying morely on the pharmaceutical company products, it, it doesn't make much sense to think in that way. But at least the profit part and the feeling that the Vaidya has towards his patients, whether it's really positive or the Vaidya is money-minded, or Vaidya is not really knowing what he is doing, but uh, somehow trying to uh, you know, get some sort of treatment without proper knowledge, all, all those things. So will it affect the patient's outcome uh, in the disease treatment, Dr. Guraja sir? No, definitely. Bhava has an important role to play. We need to understand why this concept has evolved. The mere reason is, Whenever we are doing uh, certain preparations or cooking certain material, we should give utmost concentration and we should be very much concentrated towards what we are doing. For that purpose, we need to be. See, that's the reason. Nowadays also, we have got a lot of uh, GMP, good manufacturing practices, and there are so many personal hygienes and hand hygiene and everything. We need to maintain so many things in the manufacturing area. Along with that, if the one who is involved in the manufacturing 
if he is been trained or told in such a way that whatever you are preparing is a, one of the best quality medicine you need to have to concentrate on this and people who are going to use this for their saving their lives and it is a life saving uh, material so you should have a, at least a courtesy so that you should feel great that you are involved in act so these type of motivational things definitely will boost the workers who are working in the pharmacy and production area definitely and along with that to give an importance to that if we um, means if it is such type of uh, uh, manufacturing areas are provided with some audio clippings and continuously behind some uh, mantra uchara or some ghosha is continuously going or some positive vibrations are created definitely it has a importance a role in the play on the particularly the manufactured drug so definitely we have the type of uh, um, intuitions that something which is done in the presence of holiness and under the holy feet of somebody and in the presence of some elders and some on auspicious day on a particular note definitely it is going to have a positive vibrations and definitely these positive vibrations definitely do have its role in maintaining the health of a person so i do suggest that that type of uh, positive vibration should be created at the uh, place where the production is taken place next part of it uh, uh, what do you call uh, profit making and all those things of course uh, vaidya is also a human being he also has to supposed to live in this materialistic world so he should not become a greedy but for his livelihood whatever it is to be there that dhanvantri bhaga rudra bhaga that portion has to be taken care by the vaidya for his survival and that is the reason these things are very much incorporated into the indian practices in ayurveda that dhanvantri bhaga and rudra bhaga these that when a patient comes to a vaidya for a particular thing and the vaidya will ask the person to bring so many drugs and even the grutha or something like that then he used to prepare the medicine and some portion of the prepared medicine is to kept by the doctor and remaining thing be given back to the patient so that is he will going to utilize it for some other patient or for a poor patient something like that so this concept was developed in the very long back that is for the survival of everybody of course vaidya should not be greedy if he is a greedy definitely he will not be doing the service if vaidya is always whatever is activity is there it is be some service oriented and supported by at least minimal charity so whenever there is a poor patient we need to always go for reduction in the concession the fees as well as even sometime total um, abolishing the fees are just giving the free of things sometimes some physician samples are being given to them so all these things are quite obvious that it should be done it is see all these are attached even once again with the the concept of karma this whole deed and dharma and karma whatever is done definitely going to help the physician as well as his future generation uh, interesting that you bring about the point regarding the karma there is a uh, an ayurveda school in uh, netherlands and there is this vaidya kum he is the principal of the ayurveda institute and he runs the institute and all he always says that uh, you know this ayurveda uh, not only in the netherlands or europe even in us and all as of now it is not making sufficient money as in other industries but uh, he said that it is it's surely a way of like burning out our past karmas and you know it is a you know ayurveda practice and ayurveda teaching both 
are a, a way of like burning out our karma and you know internal cleansing also no it's okay but see the, when we look at the different uh, perspectives then we may so many things but the reality is that everybody live wants uh, money to survive in this uh, materialistic world and even including the vaidya so even he has to feed his family and his uh, dependents so that is not a right thing to say that um, uh, vaidya should not take money of course he should not become greedy he should have some balanced approach towards life the, if uh, that is there then it is uh, definitely it's going to be helpful even for his next generation as well as him uh, for the to maintain the dharma all those um, four pillars he has to maintain that part should be taken care of and also in the in the context of herb collection dravya sangrahana and samrakshana with sumana one should go with sumana it's told like one should go with positive spiritual kind of mind shweta vastra dharana it's told one should have and um, one should wear white dress and uh, uh, the herb collection should be done on an auspicious day and uh, at the auspicious moment with the right uh, stars and constellations so this uh, so in, in this way the the manufacturing uh, is very well blended with the good vibes or the positive and uh, spiritual vibes definitely that type of things the collection collecting the herbs from a very good area from a right direction that is from the northern direction or eastern direction from the place where you are staying and trying to get it from on a holy day and a particular constellation constellation and all those things these are all a part of bringing a sanctity towards the work and if such sanctity is tagged definitely we feel somewhat sacred and we do the things with a justice otherwise sometimes there may be chances of taking away I mean just violating the norms and going away from the deviating from the normalcy or what is what is expected out of us in that situation so in order to make ourselves compulsory and mandatory that we should adhere to these norms and all those things probably our uh, acharyas our elders have kept these type of things definitely it is going to help the manufacturing area and make it a clean one definitely this is a very important uh, thing to be taken care of while uh, drug manufacturing collecting from a very good place collecting from a very good direction and um, doing it on a particular holy day and auspicious day and wearing a white cloth and all this is a also only symbolism of white cloth and all those things it means you should be having personal cleanliness so then uh, that will definitely going to help us in uh, maintaining good quality of product that's the reason but in the western countries i have seen that the blending of spirituality with the uh, with the ayurveda medicine preparation they sometimes go overboard i mean they will advertise it as this particular mantra has been chanted while manufacturing this particular product because ayurveda is again uh, blended with spirituality uh, some uh, practitioners market it as this will stimulate the kundali and you know this will imbibe the positive energy but you know marketing and spirituality they usually do not go hand in hand right sir no that is uh, altogether a different uh, area of uh, big research we need to just observe the medicine prepared without such type of uh, mantra gosha and all those things and then with the mantra gosha and this is a two different batches has to be prepared with all keeping the things in a standard parameters then we may study that its efficacy on the patients then in a larger setup when you do this uh, research then we can say that there's something something um, this type of thing will help uh, help the patient in a larger way otherwise 
it is for the benefit of what see in ayurveda there is one area it's called as sattvavajaya chikitsa to enhance the sattva of a person we need to enlighten certain areas of asa concepts or the something which is related components related with the manas like sankalpa dhyeya acharane vichara all these things so these type of things should be stimulated in such a way that so it gives out a positive vibration and the person starts feeling it in a nice way but big question mark is whether the person is optimistic or astika or nastika or naysayer no it cannot be the one who is a totally is non believer in non believe in all these things how can you make them to believe this then he will say all these things are nothing so it is entirely depend on the person one who takes it or one who takes your services uh, one who takes these things and coming to the focus and uh, you know uh, concentration I, I, i have seen uh, for those people who do not uh, know i mean my mother was uh, treated uh, for diabetes uh, with dr guraja sir himself so i have seen that uh, you have kind of a one point focus or like you are like well balanced and and very calm and listening and speaking only at the right time all all those things is there any like premeditated uh, steps that you follow when you are in a clinic no i usually it is not the criteria that uh, doctor is because many a times the patient who comes to us will always have a lot of things to say they wanted to speak out their feelings and their problems to and they want to share their things but when we many of the times when we are busy practitioners we don't give much time for them to explain their criteria and their problems the maybe they are uh, what they are highlighting maybe may not be a bigger one but for them it is a very big uh, issue but when we give us a um, uh, silent hearing to those type of things definitely patient feels comfortable we can uh, hear to those information definitely we can suggest accordingly and there is no premeditated or whatever the line of treatment or whatever it is it is always a customized one when a patient comes to us we will listen to him and we will understand him then all the darshanas parshana prashna pariksha is over then comes the whatever the suggestions may be that we will take it in the later end yeah vaidya deepthi singh from chicago writes i think people must know about the spiritual element involved into the therapies and preparation works of the dravyas or herbs or medicines i do not think removing spiritual aspect of sanatana dharma from ayurveda is right so even we have seen some people marketing just yoga as just kind of a breathing exercise or a, a stretching exercise itself but it is imbibed and you know it comes from the deepest of the corners of our sanatana dharma or the hinduism sir so definitely see it's not a bad idea of promoting it but to who will take it that depends on him the service whatever we are going to provide definitely somebody will be there who is a taker or a seeker a buyer the one who buys it who should believe in all these things if you are uh, selling these things that uh, you are prepared a medicine of uh, um, with the chanting of vishnu sahasranama or something like that and you want to promote it in a religious places like uh, or the um, uh, countries like where there is no hindus or no non believers uh, there are different set of people their religion would be something different something as a different god then to him in front of them if you say this is a very good one 
that is uh, not a right kind of uh, promotion always so whatever it is there those patients if they are interested in that or they believe in those other things see all these factors we will come to know only when we discuss about the patient history taking when we are taking the history the lot of information will be given by the patient so based on that their name their um, caste or religion their food habits their culture and their behavior and all when these type of matters are collected information is collected then accordingly we can plan out what should be suggested to him which is most relevant i don't want to translate anybody from one caste to or one other one or some religion to another religion or their customs and i don't want to change their things simply without harming their beliefs what best can be adopted or what best can be given that is the intention of practice should be from a vaidya so we are moving to the next topic so this is a case study which was previously uh, posted uh, a person in his 40s uh, blood spitting from mouth uh, early in the morning he had long history of acid reflux uh, and you know it was just a bit of blood in the saliva when he spat uh, before or after brushing he has been doing various tests only uh, found information in the gut he was given antacids and uh, for few years and yet the blood in the morning is a common phenomenon a daily event last six months he is on the diet of uh, diet and herbs such as gas gourd avipattikara churna avipattikara churna trifula etc and uh, and his recent test shows uh, uh, gut inflammation he feels energetic he is not bloated he, he feels hungry but still blood is coming through the mouth in the morning how to approach and you know what are the different ways we have to look into here in this case sir see first of all we need to understand the main complaint of the patient here is bleeding so we need to observe this whether it is a clotted blood what is suggesting or it is a fresh blood if it is a fresh blood then definitely we need, we should go for the color of the blood Uh, fresh blood color is very very much reddish and very clear then it is a bleeding from the oral cavity or buccal mucosa or somewhere or from the gums or something like that it is not from the stomach if it is from the stomach definitely due to the presence of acid over there mixes with the blood hematocrit is formed and it becomes a coffee brown color it won't be a reddish color so such differentiation we should be able to make it to assess whether this bleeding is from the gut or whether it is bleeding from the mouth so first we need to understand and you observe here in this case the bleeding is soon after brushing maybe there is a wrong way of brushing is rubbing or vigorously over the gums maybe inducing in a bleeding america capillary bleeding maybe from the bleeding from the gum it may be spongy gums so we need to understand all these aspects simply from the gut if the bleeding occurs then it won't be a fresh blood and it won't be of reddish color that yeah we should understand of course a person one who is having acidity or hyperacidity or these type of um, um, what do you call uh, sore erectations and burning sensation and there is a gut inflammation and all those things like definitely that uh, stomach guard or whatever that they are giving and containing uh, avipattikara and all those things so definitely they'll do pitta shamana and the excess pitta if it is there then will be thrown out of the system as a, some regular bowel cleansing so definitely it will going to help it 
but we need to understand whether that um, bleeding is from the gums or um, buccal mucosa or it is from the stomach if it is from the stomach the color will not be fresh reddish it will be coffee brown so that differentiation we should know that vaidyadeepthi singh says does the person floss usually people who do not do the flossing get gingivitis just a thought even uh, i mean from an ayurveda perspective to diagnose diagnose this uh, can the bleeding from gums can also be considered as a form of urdhva rakta pitta itself no that can be considered if it is a, then we need to understand many things to see if there is a injury then bleeding is there then we should not consider this as a rakta pitta rakta pitta is when dravatva of pitta is increased which in turn has increased the volume of blood and thereby it is oozing out without causing any physical injury done by us from our side so it is a spontaneous bleeding then we can take it as rakta pitta but after brushing if bleeding occurs then it is not a spontaneous one and it is due to the wrong way of brushing we need to understand that and uh, uh, thank you for your valuable uh, inputs there sir the next question that we have is that again uh, it is related to money uh, i have been accused of being money minded Uh, uh because uh, i charge as per the hour basis like half an hour so and so rupees and what not even in the modern western medicine or the you know mbbs uh, there also it is becoming a like a raging issue that uh, should the fees be low or should they be high uh, how to go about it uh, and all so you know patients will think that you know just because writing a prescription or just analyzing in the mind and writing prescription might not require that much of a fee so how to address this issue sir no that's what i said it's a very clearly the way we live everybody feel that a doctor makes a lot of money but nobody uh, observes or understands the pain he has taken for that to reach that condition so those people who get a free seat completely in a government colleges and they go for the mbbs or bms or rotates they make a degree with comparatively less expenditure when compared to a person who has taken the seat on a payment and after completion when he comes out nobody gives him a land or a place feeling that he is a doctor he is going to serve the society so he should be given free of cost no they at the commercial rate when we want to construct a building for the purpose of hospital then also the municipality or the district council or whatever it may be the corporation they charges in a commercial way commercial licensing fees commercial water connection fees commercial electricity fees and everything commercial 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 it is not domestic so when a doctor has to pay all these things at the commercial rate he has to survive and ultimately you expect that he should do a charity and service this is not a right kind of expectation from the society society should understand that a doctor also is just like another human being even he too has his own family to feed and his requirements to be taken care of and to become a doctor he has burned a lot of midnight oil and he has taken a lot of pain so once he has reached that stage definitely we have been certain due respect to his services yeah, we were discussing this with uh, you know one uh, pharmacological scientist 
and he said a story about this. It's an interesting story uh, that a machine was not working properly. So they, they brought in a, an expert from a different country. And what he did was like for five minutes, he was looking into the machine from all angles, then took a hammer. He ran the hammer and he beat the machine in one particular way. So it got all right. So then uh, the machine owner asks, how much is the charge? So he said that my fees for this is like $10,000. So $10,000 is like 7.5 lakh rupees. So everybody was stunned that you know, just for running a hammer, he's uh, asking so much of money. Then he, the owner asked to give the break out of you know, why the charge is like $10,000. For that, he said, for running the hammer or hitting the machine with the hammer, $1. And to know where to hit the hammer, there is this $9,999. So that was his breakout given. I am into Ayurveda article writing. They'll think that, you know, just it is writing, you know, just give it like 300 words, 500 article for us. And they'll not, never, never come to the fees aspect because, I mean, we have to value our own time. So the knowledge where to hit the hammer or the knowledge of Vaidya, you know, how to approach which disease. All those things are like highly complicated and they have their own value also. No, definitely, that's the reason. See, he might have um, a lot of uh, time he has utilized on those areas to understand the conditions of various body natures, diseases, manage this. And whenever a patient comes to us, we will be in a pain. So in that situation, we need to bring back that uh, patient out of that uh, dangerous area. And to, to do all these things, he has its own um, capabilities and understandings and when while doing all these type of things definitely he has to charge and it is a survival and we need to understand that this is a part and parcel of any services which is usually offered definitely all services should go with some price tag so there will be price we we should not feel that it is not a you know right kind of uh, pricing or something like that of course there are some exaggerations are there that is also a part of it so that's the reason uh, in, in Karnataka we have now under KPME there is everything has to be fixed all our uh, prices and has to be displayed and even everybody has to write down their uh, pricings and display it and it is a mandatory. But I, I feel that we are discussing that you know the a consultation fees uh, has to be fixed and it should be displayed. I feel that is a little, little bit uh, unfair to the Ayurveda doctor because it's with some clients some patients, we need only like 10 to 20 minutes to come up with the diagnosis and, you know, to write the prescription and to, you know, dispense and all those things. But in some clients, we need like one hour. So, I mean, if somebody asks me, of course, nobody is going to ask me. I would say that, you know, it should be based on the number of minutes or number of hours spent. See, it's a very clear, nowhere government or anywhere, nobody has said that you should fix the fees. Only you have to display this fees, they have said. Whatever the fees has to be fixed is by you. You can go with the autometer or something like that. You want to continuously run and when you are using it and you have to pay that, that is entirely different thing that depends on the person to person and the doctor to doctor. So it is your discretion uh, to how much you should take for your consultation. You may charge one rupee, you may charge $10,000. It is up to you and it is for the paying capacity of the client. So it's not a big issue, but government never says you should only fix this much. 
only for certain things they have made mandatory this particular amount has been fixed for like for example certain uh, operations and certain uh, implants or something like that it's not for the consultation consultation they say that you, you you need to fix the consultation and display it that's all you fix it by yourself whatever you want to fix it moving on to the next topic that we have incorporation of little bit of spiritual or little bit of dinacharya into the mix especially for the children so now the world has become so fast that parents though they want their children to be you know following the following a disciplined lifestyle and all they will not be in a position to like train their children with say basics of pranayama or omkara chanting or bhajan or, or all these things i i myself have started uh, suggesting at least to to those parents who are at least willing to listen to me that you know they have to wake up their children at uh, you know early in the morning uh, and then they have to take their food only after uh, taking bath so i'm i'm not saying that this have been getting pushed into the patient but wherever applicable i am just trying to push these things so that the discipline that you know our elders our our parents our grandparents who are following at least some of that comes back into the today's daily uh, lifestyle no that has to be done like it is some part of uh, satvavajaya chikitsa also mani mantra all, all those things also do have its own importance but many times it so happens that we cannot just straight away push it because that depends on the faith of the person and uh, his beliefs and non beliefs whether he is a believer in the god definitely then he, then otherwise if he is not a person who doesn't know about these things and existence and he is uh, somewhat in a naysayer you can say so in that uh, person you cannot say that simply you go for uh, omkara mantra cha and uh, even uh, for listening to vishnu sahasnama or saying some mahamrityanjaya japa and do all these things so that may, may not be doing it so it entirely depends on the, the mentality of the patient and their sattva we need to understand then accordingly we need where they'll feel some sort of uh, you know console so that should be there and we need to concentrate on those part and regarding the training the children young generation always the young brain is very good in absorbing the things and they will imbibe these things very fast and we need to understand and we need to develop these type of uh, things in uh, particularly for the younger generation so that they'll go for the yoga pranayama omkara and all these type of thing breathing exercises and so many things so th- this a very good idea of incorporating these um, concepts into their young brains and so that they will practice in future definitely it's a creating a very good human beings so these people with these type of background and training definitely lead a healthy life and they become asset to the society that is the reason that all these areas has to be made strengthened and especially with the children with a concentration problem or they are not studying or they are not getting good grades parents come worried with uh, with all those things there especially some techniques to you know keep the smartphone away at least for a specific amount of time uh, including that uh, discipline into their lives uh, helps them uh, to uh, you know enjoy the benefits of having a disciplined lifestyle sir the young brains in the children they will be very good observers they will be observing their surroundings they are also observing their parents so whatever we are doing at home they will be following and simply copying it so we need to be very careful what the way we are living and what we are doing it
that is the most important thing many times even i train to my patients those who are come with young children with their complaint i ask them see this is what you are supposed to do it you do the things in a right way then they will copy it so it is up to you to these things once you start doing pranayama in the morning and yoga or walking or something like that then automatically they also start doing it so they will have a impression that that is good my father is doing my mother is doing let me do it so that's the way we need to bring in the importance of these uh, type of uh, concepts into the young brains so that they will be following it in future and there is this uh, again a uh, raising debate in the western world that uh, you know some some ayurveda doctors come with generations together of their experience uh, and their their father their grandparents were ayurveda doctors and father was there now he is there ayurveda experience and there are some people like i myself who do not have like an ayurveda background uh, i mean if they use this as a kind of a marketing uh, tactic that you know my spiritual guru has taught this a uh, particular ayurveda technique to me so it is unique to me only and it is like nowhere seen so whereas on the other side we are there uh, academically trained with uh, find out years of bams and then three years of md and uh, so on and so forth the market is you know open for both and how to see this sir see first of all previously in india the education of ayurveda was not so regularized so then came the ccim then now it is replaced by national commission uh, for indian system of medicine national council for indian system of medicine entire activity now totally under the control of these things i mean um, these councils and they'll prescribe the minimum standard regulations what should be there and what should be how it should be trained or all those things so if nowadays if your degree is to be taken then we need to go for that that is a valid degree and when we are trained in a particular college and taught in a college and this thing academically that is the one which is accepted by the legal fraternity followed by a spiritual guru and i was told by him and i am a traditional vaidya that concept is almost outdating those who are present that will be their last generation doing it once they are gone there will be no further things you cannot have a new person now and coming and saying that i am a traditional vaidya no it cannot be that is been regulatory regulatory ban is there provided so one cannot become a vaidya in that nature he has to come through the professional uh, official way of training and teaching and through that only he has to get developed into the come to the mainstream of ayurveda or whatever medical science or whatever it is so any regulation i mean doctor uh, courses in india or maybe throughout the world now it is regularized so there is no question of something which is uh, traditionally some person is practicing maybe he is practicing since so many days that will be end for him and once he is gone out of this world then there is nobody to keep his tradition in such way but only his techniques and his information his knowledge if he is able to give it to the next generation that can be carried on so that doesn't mean that uh, that should not be taken care of that can be taken care of but the difference between uh, the because my spiritual guru has uh, trained me in such a way that i have a spiritual power and i don't believe in those things skills are developed by the individual a guru can only train and teach and things but it can be 
mastered by the individual he himself so he has to train himself or he has to train in such a way that he imbibes those skills of understanding a condition then comes the real uh, result out of it of course to achieve a result not only simply a doctor or a vaidya can bring a result all the four factors four pillars of chikitsa pada all should be in a very real sense doctor patient nurse as well as the drug all should have possessed the required qualities and they all should come in line and then only results will be you may be a very good doctor you may be a very good uh, person who identify the disease maybe you have a very good setup of uh, paraphernalia you may have a prescribed a very good drug for the condition if patient doesn't take it then result will not be there so it is supposed to be taken by care by all of them if all the four pillars come together and fall in line then only we can have a result so totally it is absurd saying that saying that my spiritual guru has taught me that's why i am superior and somebody who has trained in a college and is inferior no it is not like that anybody who has imbibed the skills and knows the knowledge definitely is good moving on to next topic we discussed in one of the previous classes that uh, you would not entertain a, a client who says that you know the proprietary medicines uh, should not be prescribed and the traditional medicine should be prescribed you would not entertain it but if, if someone is vegetarian and if he declines the non vegetarian ingredient medicine do you oblige there definitely definitely because consuming a food or a medicine of course it is a domain of the patient but when any patient insist on proprietary medicine or classical medicine then i say it is not your domain it is my domain that i should decide what should best for him but his faith is involved that for example is a hindu brahmin he doesn't eat a non vegetarian thing and he don't want to consume the capsule because it is made powder uh, covering is gelatin then i cannot push the medicine in the form of a capsule to them and i ask him to prescribe and these things you have to eat this one no i cannot if he has an objection to that then definitely i'll oblige i have come across such many things for example few of my muslim patients i have gone through this they say that sir which is in something it is there in i heard in ayurveda something which is done with gomutra and that gomutra preparation is haram for us please don't prescribe such things you can avoid those things definitely i i do avoid those things because i don't want to disturb anybody's faith and anybody's beliefs it is their customs and their beliefs i don't want to disturb those areas and similarly i have got many patients of jain they say that we don't want to consume lashun uh, garlic we want to consume potatoes and that even you don't want to take the honey so many things they'll tell and okay okay i will just uh, accordingly i will design the prescription what should be given to them so i cannot simply say that uh, for a person definitely even uh, when uh, medicine like uh, jagalyadagrutha or ajamamsa rasayana to be prescribed i will do check uh, my background study of those patient whether he is a consumer of non vegetarian or not i will do check and then i will also ask him that this contains this particular um, do contain some non veg material Uh, do you have any hesitancy or any objection to this or are you able to take it i will clarify and then only i'll prescribe so particularly with these types of customary changes are there and their faith and beliefs and related to the religious aspects i don't want to disturb and usually i don't disturb because my intention is not to alter those things my intention is to clear off the disease 
Is there any guidance on Ayurvedic protocol for hypothyroid patients for stopping allopathic thyroid hormone pills and bringing thyroid into balance or moving to Ayurvedic uh, medicines? So when somebody is already a hypothyroid patient and external levothyroxine, simply don't, without any background check, don't disturb the things. First you go with the, when the patient is taking the thyroxine, you go for the evaluation of thyroid function test that is T3, T4 and TSH. Then once the result came out, then you try to understand whether the thing whatever is taking is good or bad. Is doing the values, I mean functions are being all maintained or not. So once such things are not achieved, then you go for altering the things or modifying the things. Or when a patient says that I don't want to continue with the allopathic things, I want to shift to Ayurveda. Then also, precautionally with all these precautions, step by step, you reduce the amount of levothyroxine, whatever they're taking, and add on with the Ayurvedic anti-thyroid drugs. So slowly, then in a periodical manner, then evaluate for dosage, then compare the values, then adjust the doses. And it is to be individual to individual. We need to adjust the doses, which is not a, a tailor-made or ready-made some protocol which can be straight away given to any individual. It is to be redesigned and readjusted according to the needs of each and every patient. Uh, Sir, I have a question. This is uh, Dr. Bhavani here. In allopathy, uh, hypo or hyperthyroid patients, they have to say that lifelong they have to be on medications. Suppose they want to shift over to Ayurvedic medications. How do we go about that? Sir, Gugulu preparations, can we give it for so long? It can, it can be given. But thing is that, that's what I said. We need to go for a, a periodical evaluation, blood evaluation for T3, T4, TSH. And accordingly, we can readjust because we have got Kanchanara Gugulu, we have got Varunadi, we have got Gomutra Haritaki, and we have got many preparatory preparations there in the market. We can use it according to the need. So the thing is that we need to adjust with a fine tuning. Watch what dosage we can give it and how long we can give it. Okay, sir. Thank you so much. So the point is that you know it has to be in a gradual step-by-step manner, right, sir? Yes, it is. It is to be gradually. We cannot simply suddenly remove the support is there because see there is a hypo hypothyroidism which nowadays very common in the society. There are a lot of patients with hypothyroidism and this hypothyroidism already the doctor has prescribed something for oral hypoglycemic maybe in the form of eltraxin or thyronorm or thyrox or something like that brand names with these things with maybe 50 mcg or even 75 mcg 120 mcg or 100 mcg that's a common and they are be taking it with this you go on once again with the checking of this t3 d4 dsh then analyze external uh, levothyroxine, what is the T3, T4, TSH inside? If it is matching, then step by step by 25 mcg, reduce the intake, then increase in those areas with Ayurvedic drugs, which is given for thyroid. Slowly, step by step, for over a period of one month, two months, then once again, repeat it, then once again, add on, and then reduce another 25 mcg, like that. You need to reduce that in that sense and make the uh, Ayurvedic medicines in a right direction. Whatever you treat, do it particularly. We need to have a continuous medication throughout. That is required because it's a long-standing thing. Uh, one, we need to understand this. If you want to cut short these things, then 
bringing back the body weight to a normalcy is one of the important criteria if you achieve that very fast then the dependency on uh, thyroid things will slowly reduce this is like a uh, my personal push for the uh, ayurveda like bms student community so when i finished bms and i came out i was not knowing uh, man management money management uh, hr uh, how to and uh, how to treat say therapists or workers uh, even of the md also i was little uh, i was little dumb and i, I was making lot of these kind of managerial kind of mistakes but that was somehow you know for forgiven by the you know company that i was working that was avm i i strongly believe that you know these type of managerial skills uh, and communication skill uh, all those things should be incorporated uh, somewhere in the third year or fourth year so that you know, i know that doctors are like well equipped maybe you know because national education policy is coming up probably uh, this one can be included and uh, you know even the marketing aspect of it i mean how should be the board how to market uh, all those things like total managerial and marketing skills that an ayurveda doctor lacks probably if that is provided in the fourth year for example it will or at least in the internship level level it will further boost the confidence and you know that may push uh, bms graduates to right away get into the ayurveda practice see that is not the criteria those type of uh, skill training and all these things were not there when you studied isn't it but still you could able to do it by your own methods and by your own skills and by your own struggle see anybody who struggles to achieve definitely will achieve if everything is spoon fed then that will not be a thing once everything is spoon fed once again there will be some sort of different level competition will be there once you come out so that type of of course that should be training of those things are at least some basic information about these thing uh, criteria should be explained or explored or even exposed to the ayurvedic students and their study material probably with these uh, intentions only in nowadays uh, the new norms which have been created suggesting that there are some uh, subjects which are uh, not from the original ayurveda subject which is, but other than those there is called something optional subject something like that they have said three three such subjects should be taken on online classes and they should attend and they should pass it by the end of the year and there some credit system they have all developed in given to the next uh, syllabus uh, draft is there so anyhow the, that things will be there but Uh, i don't think that uh, doctor should always have these things see for example for marketing and all these things there are people uh, who are trained in marketing and all those things we can take the help of them uh, i don't want to marketing manager to promote my product i should know what to promote but how to promote there are people to promote so let them use our their skills and we'll give our inputs and we can utilize it yes sir uh, i mean yeah, it stresses upon the willingness of ayurveda doc- doctor i mean bms graduate to you know push himself and learn new things and uh, come out into practice rather than somebody pushing him with all, all the tools uh, and uh, like like you said there will always be one or the other tools which will be missing and one of the other skills that the ayurveda practitioner uh, the bms graduate will be missing uh, during his training days somebody has any questions please shoot 
how to avoid uh, diagnosing in allopathic terms and uh, treating with ayurvedic medicines uh, what happens is the moment we see some some symptoms we tend more the tendency is more towards uh, giving it an allopathic uh, diagnosis mm. uh, so as an ayurvedic practitioner mm. uh, how can we correlate or how can we find the um, that gap of you know trying not to diagnose with that allopathic uh, uh, diagnosis and uh, pure ayurvedic medicine to be given see diagnosis for the purpose of diagnosis if you take any tool there is no harm it is up to the standpoint where you need to reach once you reach there it may be your diagnosis as in the form of modern medicine terminology or whether it is in ayurveda you need to come to one end so if you are trying to come to an logical end with the help of a modern tool no no issues you reach there first then try to analyze break it up that if this is the condition then where you can place it back or correlate with ayurvedic terminologies or ayurvedic perspective uh, if this particular condition is called in modern as some skin condition or some liver condition so where shall i put these things with the ayurvedic terminologies so when you look at these point of it then try to correlate then accordingly you will find some clues to match it to uh, exactly where these um, terminologies of modern can be uh, correlated with the ayurvedic terminologies and once you achieve that definitely accordingly the treatment planning can be done we should not have that uh, taboo that uh, we should not diagnosis through uh, allopathic terminology that should not be there trying to reach to the di- diagnosis through any means that is always good but once you confirm yourself what is there then shift over from that point to ayurvedic terminologies and finalize it what ayurveda speaks about in this condition manage it or how to manage it okay sir but the knowledge of ayurveda has to be thorough so that because ayurveda is so vast that we uh, the vata pitta kapha types also have to be like for example fever also can be of vata type pitta type allopathy has only one paracetamol hmm. if we have to give an ayurvedic lines it is very important for us to know exactly all the symptoms and how it is mentioned in our classics right sir yeah, that, that is true that is true that we should know all these aspects but it doesn't mean that the western or the allopathic science is also having a very less information or limited information no that is not true they too have lot of information but for them fever is only a simple symptom but for ayurveda fever is a big disease so that is the difference between us and their thinking so we when there is a fever we also try to correlate with associated factors and lakshanas so once associated things based on that we try to analyze which dosha is involved and accordingly which are the dhatus involved and what are the manifestation of lakshanas once all these things are a chain is achieved then we come to know the exactly the samprapti once this samprapti is understood then accordingly we can go for the breaking of the samprapti so there are set of uh, standard protocols given by acharyas in whichever the doshas involved in whatever the way and in conditions what to do what not to do only we should plan it thank you thank you sir uh, what would be the line of treatment for appendicitis in a 21 year old having grade 1 fatty uh, liver changes see first of all we need to understand grade 1 fatty liver changes if you send anybody nowadays 
most of them will come with a grade 1 fatty liver changes that is the reason the british school of physicians they are of opinion that no need to treat grade 1 fatty liver because grade 1 fatty liver is been catched by the very high sensitive probes that we are using nowadays for the ultrasonography so we need to understand that grade 1 fatty liver is just a uh, alarm for the person take care you are entering in a wrong direction or one way so please adjust your lifestyle that is the reason we can say it second thing appendicitis with a 21 year old then definitely we need to understand diet he may be consuming a lot of stuffs from the roadside or unhygienic conditions or chats or something like that or high rich masalas or stuff things or even a non vegetarian material and something like that so when these type of things are consumed that may be carrying the infection to the appendix so we need to go for that and in time we need to go for vatanulomana and we need to go for the slight virechana and that will reduce the pain as well as the content there and once those material goes out of the th- gut area then patient will definitely feel comfort zone and the pain will be reduced but still it is an emergency condition many a times it may not be treated uh, easily with ayurveda medicines patient may require uh, some uh, emergency medicines from the other section of the uh, treatment modality that is allopathic section do you do you feel the need uh, to include uh, for example neem turmeric etc like anti inflammatory uh, antibacterial herbs uh, in that condition appendicitis we can we can go for even better thing is uh, sukshma trifala where uh, kajjali and trifala has been combined along with that rasaparpati if it is there and even with the takrar stand set type of materials definitely we can help in, the, in um, appendicitis condition but still many a times it is so happens that a patient is in a very um, severe pain and that needs a emergency management and many a times a strong painkillers are required and that um, there is a lack for that condition i have to accept that so that we need to utilize the services from the other side yes uh, sometimes it can be like life threatening especially if it is uh, like very acute uh, appendicitis with very high Uh, infection so we have to draw our own line where we can approach with ayurveda and we you know back off sir yeah definitely there is a limitation for science every science has its limitations even do ayurveda has some limits limitations limitations so we need to be under limitations what to where to use our medicine or where not to use our medicines that we should know that uh thank you all the participants for asking questions and making this more interactive and thank you dr duraja sir for guiding us and uh, you know continuing this series thank you thank you sir.